The Magnus Effect with Magnus Carlson and Magnus Barstad. Brought to you by Unibet. Hello and welcome to The Magnus Effect, a podcast with me, Magnus Carlson, and my co-host, Magnus Barsta. It's been a long summer. Uh, Magnus got bumped from uh, business class twice on Virgin Atlantic. He's pretty pissed about that. <laughs> but he's not going to rant about it because that would be... That would, make, yeah, that would make me the most... That would be the most privileged rant of all time. And that's yeah. not a rant, is it? No. That's it's just not, whining. That's just whining, exactly. Yeah. We don't like whining. No. If, if, if we have like a legitimate gripe that people can you know, recognize themselves self in i mean that's what rants are about it's not about it's not about that so i'll say let's the, talk about something else the only thing that really sucks about being bumped down from uh business to economy twice is uh when, when they're like oh you're gonna get be so well compensated for this and you you, you sit in the back and you're like, okay so I'm, I'm gonna be compensated for this the only thing that really sucks is when you travel for work all they do is just put all the compensation back to whoever booked the ticket so you don't see a dime for it, which is okay. Yeah, it doesn't make it a lot more relatable, though. No, 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 no. It's not a rant. It's just uh, that would just be whining, as you said. Uh, Yeah, welcome to our second episode. We're not going to be whining at all, but we are going to look into uh, one of the bigger questions in life. Do do we know, by the way, if our listeners, I mean, assuming assuming they exist, if they, uh, do you know if they they fly business or they fly coach? If our listeners fly business or coach, yeah. If they fly, what, I'm what gonna, do I, we know about the demographics? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I I would I would I would be a very qualified guess would be male between 20 and 45 uh oh they don't they don't really lie uh, maybe 45 they may start traveling business uh, yeah and, but i i i want i want i want to think that a lot of successful people will listen to this podcast or a lot of people that want success right that could be yeah because that is that is the big question we're actually uh, we're actually gonna jump into in this pod. Because um, uh, last pod we were uh, it was it was our first pod and uh, we got we got a little bit of a feedback that we didn't really uh, introduce ourselves well enough. Since I know you very well, you know me very well. We kind of glossed over that whole thing a little bit, uh, introducing ourselves and our friendship and stuff like that. So I thought we can do that. Yeah, quite boring. Uh, and then I started Googling how to introduce yourself like a professional or what are the best ways to introduce yourself. I thought it'd be funny to find some like super stupid way to introduce yourself that, that is recommended. Turns out that most of the tips that are out there are actually like if you're a really shy person, like I guess they're quite helpful. So it wasn't it wasn't that fun, but through this whole charade of googling uh, that different topic and like you know how it gets when you're in the internet, you see one video, you get onto the next one, you, yeah, it just it just you go down a dark alley of uh, self help videos there. But at one point, and I sent you this picture uh, earlier today, I I came I came on a web page and uh, a pop up box said, "Want to achieve success in life? Green for yes." Red for no. 
that is that is that is a question I can get behind. Do you want to achieve success? Yes or no? That is straightforward. Decide. Do you do you want to be successful right now? Yes or no? It's, it's pretty easy. You don't even have to grind. Just press yes, right? Yeah, I mean, I would be at least a little bit curious as to what happens when you press yes. Yeah, I obviously pressed yes because I w- <laughs> I'm very curious to what to what happened. So, uh, I I came into uh, a very strong web page actually, lifehack.org. So far, so good, right? Yeah, that that's a strong web page. Uh, so if you want to succeed, achieve success in life, yes, lifehack.org. And you go straight on to, uh, uh, to an article that's called 20 Creative Ways to Introduce Yourself. And yes, we are going to go through all of the 20 ways to introduce yourself <laughs> right here, right now on the Magnus Effect. Agree? Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. I've heard nothing about this before. I'm not prepared for this segment, so this is going to be good. Yes, I love bringing a surprise. Uh, also, what we're going to do is I'm going to read all the 20 ways, and you are going to have to rate them, because we love rating shit. So there are 20 different ways to introduce yourself. Uh, and you Am have I to... going to rate them 1 to 20, or just give each an individual ranking, let's say, from 1 to 10? Uh, no individual ranking one to ten. We do power rankings. It's easy one to ten. Uh, when we, so, if there are two tens, there are two tens. You can decide if one is better. Like you, you think that's the best one. Uh, but I'm gonna read all twenty, and you're gonna have to decide between a grade between zero to ten. Actually, we might add the zero yeah, there. We, yeah, we might have a zero. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is pretty straightforward. So uh, what Meg Dowell write is, writes is throughout our uh, lifetime, we introduce ourselves to hundreds of new people everywhere we go. Blah, 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 blah. Every time we strike up a conversation with a stranger sitting next to us on the train, ducking to a gas station to ask for directions. Uh, just it's all pretty American, but we were through we, we went through this last pod. So they, they're a little bit more into just saying hi to people. Um, so these are the 20 creative ways to introduce yourself. One. <clears throat> it's called, I'm shy, please come say hi. Grab a name tag and write, I'm shy, please come say hi in the blank space. It's the truth, right? Uh, I don't love that one. I mean, I feel... You have to have a name tag. That's the first thing. Yeah. I feel like that's just way too out there. Yeah. I feel like like that would be massively out of my comfort zone. I mean, personally, I really hate it, but uh, I can understand why it might help, though, for some. But it's... It's, it's, it's heavy artillery if you're, if you're a shy person. And you walk into uh, a party with mostly strangers, and you have a blank name tag that you write that on and walk around. That is heavy. Yeah. No, I think you'd have to be American to to really appreciate that one. Uh, um, I'm gonna give it a, a two. A two. Okay. I'm being I'm being kind. Uh, 
Then we go over to number two. A name is worth a thousand conversations. Do you have a name that's unique or a name that can be spelled in 10 different ways? Oh, it's okay to spell it out. Tell, uh, tell of its origin or give it a short but sweet lesson in pronunciation. This is a good one. Um, personally, I love talking about myself. Uh, <laughs> which, is, which is always the best way to get, get into conversations with strangers. Absolutely. Um, no, this is a solid one. This is a seven for me. Seven? Yes. Not bad. I don't think it's, it's all that great. It's just personally, it really, really strikes. Uh, yeah, it really just hits home with me. So that's <laughs> fine. I mean, my name is normal. There's only one way to, to spell it, so it doesn't really apply, but I like the idea. But for instance... How many yeah. people know that you have a little bit of a you have a little bit of a surprise in your name? Oh, yeah, I have a bunch of bunch of names, but I usually don't spell them out. No. You have four names, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have, I have four names as well. We're both Magnus, but I have Magnus as my first name. You have Magnus as your second name, but you just use Magnus and I also just use Magnus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's actually pretty pretty unique. Also you only use one of your last names professionally yeah and i do the same thing yeah wow who wouldn't know okay uh three out of ten no no three out of twenty hi and for people that are like fucking hell is it 17 left yes yeah. there are 17 left <laughs> highlight so highlight something that makes you unique that's no 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 sorry i i forgot to read the rest of it sorry <laughs> that was just horrible yeah. highlight something that makes you unique i grew up in new york but i'm originally from russia that's quite an icebreaker it gives you both something to talk about something they're at least mildly intrigued by i mean this is shocking to me how you can read that sentence without a russian accent yeah um yeah i uh, just Flat out taking all the criticism yeah. in the world. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's fine. Uh, mm, that's decent. Um, I would never like tell somebody that that I don't know. Like, why would they be interested in? Why would I assume that they'd be interested in in, in knowing that? Um, I speak English now, but I'm from Norway. It's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, this is... Uh, I feel like I'm being kind be giving this a 1 out of one out of 10. Yeah. Uh, number 4. Start with a pop culture reference. Relate your name back to a character or a figure everyone knows. Hey, my name is Ross. You know, like the guy from France. <laughs> Lifehack.org, baby. Yeah, I mean that. That's also an. Uh, that's also a horrible example because I mean, who the hell would like Ross? He's he's awful. Um. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> no, no. This is 
terrible. Two. It's terrible. It's terrible. Two. Uh, number five. Confess your nickname. If you want oh, to be. Oh, this one. This is. Okay. Continue. Continue. Please. Yeah. If you want to be called something other than your name, follow up with that. They just might respond. Oh, I have a cousin who goes by that. Oh, I, I love it. Um, this, uh, I, I would say, for instance, George Costanza and Seinfeld. You yeah. should have just gone right out and said, Art. "I'm T-Bone." I'm T-Bone. T-bone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm T-Bone. He shouldn't have like subtly. I understand that it's better for comic, um, for comic value, but he should have just gone straight out and said, "I'm T-Bone now." Yeah. I, I love it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> That's, okay. I'm I'm Magnus, but a lot of people call me M Dog. Yeah. <laughs> My name oh, is Magnus. Why Why is that? No, it's just it's. I, I like like saying dog after my name because that yeah. sounds superficially a bit cool. And my first name is Magnus, so there's the M. And they'd be like, "Oh, really? That's such a cool nickname." <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, this, this, is, this is this is hitting home. This is hitting home hard. This is a nine. I don't expect this. <laughs> I don't expect this to find a ten, but this is as close as it gets. Wow. Okay. Good grades for that. My, uh, your name is M Dog. My name is Mad Dog. Yeah. Uh, six. Let the way you dress reflect who you are. Dressing styles reflect individuality. For example, if you, <laughs> I know a Chinese girl who deliberately <laughs> dresses in green. I. I'm just going to say this. I haven't read all of this shit through before I started. I know a Chinese girl who deliberately dresses in green to match with her Chinese name. Happy to be natural. Wow. Everyone can thus instantly remember her. Hence, the way you dress can actually become a topic of conversation and help others remember you. That's a Um, lot of work. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Uh, well, first of all, I don't hate it as much as I expected to at the start of the explanation. I can definitely see some some merit, although, as you say, it takes a lot of work, which... But this is... Ah, it's a four. It's not too bad. Yeah, because Magnus means great or the great, right? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, my, my... So I would just wear super-sized clothes. <laughs> my mom ate a big pie of humble pie when she when she made my name then because my name is magnus nikolai and that literally means great victory yeah <laughs> but no, wonder why i don't use both names it's great conversation starter yeah it is yeah okay number seven and this is one of my personal favorites make a t-shirt on the front it says on the back of this shirt is everything you need to know about me the rest is self-explanatory. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, no, I like it. It's intriguing. It's very intriguing. Yeah. This is... Uh, no, it's, this also, is pretty... it's also flat out weird. No, it's, it's super weird, uh, which I think is also a massive uh, plus. So, uh, no, this is good. This is a seven. Oh! Seven on number seven. I like it. Uh, number eight, make a business card. Keep something with you to give away to new people you meet. Instead of your name and contact information, list random facts about yourself, your interests, your hobbies. 
if nothing else, you'll be the most memorable person in the room for uh, taking something old and boring and giving it new life. I love it. I've been doing this for for a long time. <laughs> you using, have? No, 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 no. Uh, using um, using business cards in 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 a weird way ever since like I was a toddler. And uh, I used to pee on my father's business cards because apparently that is something you do as a kid. Um, no, this is. <laughs> what? No, this is. <laughs> this this is this is a good one. Um, yeah. I, I still, you know, no. Why didn't they start with this one? This is this is great. This is an eight. Oh, it's, it's also yeah. The the weirdness about it is uh, is awesome. Yeah, and I'm I'm also a huge fan that you went seven for seven and eight for eight. Uh, nine, can this be a nine? Because number nine is quite simple. It's just start talking. It's likely the person uh, uh, you feel like they're running out, and there's eleven more. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's likely the person you're introducing yourself to feels a little nervous and awkward as well. Dare to dive right into conversation and see where it goes. They might feel relieved you talked first and relax immediately. Or they may, might feel weird because they didn't want to talk to you in the first place. It's you a very, go both way. That you is a very both. Norwegian way to look at that. Yeah, exactly. Like an American would assume that people in general want to talk to you. Um, I Or that know. you want to be talked to. Yeah. Yeah. That's why that's why I use headphones all the time. That's yep, yep. trying to tell the world that, you know, I'm comfortable in my own company or in the company of whatever is on on the uh, on on my headphones. That's that's all I'm willing to engage in. Like that's that's all the um conversation I I want to have with the rest of the world is whatever is on my my headphones. So yeah. Nah, I don't. I don't love this one. Uh, this is a two for me. Two out of ten. Uh, number ten. Keep it relevant. Pay attention to your surroundings. There's likely something happening around you that you can use to strike up conversation without just walking up uh, up to a stranger with your hand outstretched for an unsolicited handshake. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. This is pretty good. Yeah, this, it's is a, the... this is something like I, I, this. This would be something I would uh, I would naturally go this route. I think. Yeah, me too, for sure. Yeah. Um. This is yeah. No, this is a solid, solid eight as well. I love it. Fantastic. Uh, Eleven. Be honest. <laughs> I came up to you uh, because I feel awkward standing here not talking to anyone. Chances are they're feeling the same way before you approach them. Yeah, I I nah. hate yeah I hate that one. You're just taking an awkward situation and making it more awkward. Yeah. This is horrible. This is zero zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. <laughs> Number twelve. Search for common ground. Do a little dinging while you're saying hello. Small talk is only awkward until the two of you find some something in common. I'm studying English. I really love le reading classics. You never know. They might too. Uh, Which would be great with you because they could just walk up and say, hey, I love chess. Yeah, exactly. And, that, <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh, really? Yeah, I, I, we'll... Me too. No, like, 
I, I really appreciate it if you have something that's actually interesting to talk about uh, when it comes to chess. Like, just saying that you love chess too is that's fine, obviously, but it doesn't really doesn't really help I, I, uh, too much. I can say that, but like, um, for instance, like referring to a recent game, either of mine or somebody else, like showing some some interest and some knowledge in that way. Yeah, yeah, um, that would be a good start. Yeah, agree, agree. Showing, uh, like, if you speak to someone that you know is really into something, show that you also care. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not that you, you, you know. Oh, I play chess myself. Um, oh, really? Uh, do you play? Do you play? Do you play a lot? Uh, and like, if you have nothing more to come up with, then that's usually, you know, a bit weak. Uh, so yeah, showing showing some showing some interest, showing some knowledge. That's that's a very good start. Yeah, uh, but the this was showing knowledge. We would give high ratings, but search for common ground. What would you say on that one? Ah, uh, it's still just super awkward. Yeah, I would say um, two, and I'm being kind again. Two. Uh, Thirteen. Always follow up with a question. Let them know you're interested in getting to know them too. You don't want to come off as the only as only wanting to talk about yourself. I I'm, I'm I just my I'm I'm just gonna jump right in there and say, as a general life advice, one of the be best ones you'll ever find. No, absolutely. Um, the only caveat I would have is that the for me the the question would have to appear sincere. Yeah, agree. Uh, that's the only thing. Like it's, it's I mean. I'm not a very sociable person, but even I can like come up with, you know, reasonable follow-up questions just by listening. It doesn't mean that I'm interested. No. Uh, and very often that very fact will be conveyed in my tone, or <laughs> whatever. Uh, so that would be, that would be the caveat. But that that's fine. No. Yeah. Uh, that's good advice. Um, six out of ten. Six out of ten. Would have been uh, higher if it wasn't so so obvious. And as this advice was written by an American, like I'm automatically assuming that they're just asking generic questions and not caring about. It. Yes, that's a strong strong uh, line of reasoning. Also, this is called creative ways of introducing yourself. We gotta remember what we're on. Uh, number fifteen. Uh, no, fourteen. Consider the situation. Draw from the reason you're both in a specific place at the same time. Are you both students working with the same company? Friends of friends? These are great conversation starters. Not bad. No, it's okay. I, li I like it. Like make makes make observations, and uh, you go for, go from there. There's a the, there's a bit of thinking. There's effort involved. Yep, and it's uh, very helpful. So. That's another eight for me. It's it's not creative, but it's uh, it's solid. It's very solid. Yeah, it's also it's it's also like pleasantly approachable when someone yeah. has made an effort. I would say, uh, fifteen. Put someone else on the spot. Starting off with a compliment or a question allows you to initiate conversation and introduce yourself without being the first one uh, to stand beneath the spotlight. It it also shows that you're observant and curious. 
Mm, this could go both ways. Yeah, agreed. That's agreed. that's my first thought. This could go horribly. Yeah. This could be very very awkward, uh, but it could also be funny. Um, so as general advice, I would say, um, be don't. <laughs> this would be one of those. Don't try this at home, uh, or at least uh, think it through. Uh, but it could go very well. Yeah. I, I quite like it. Six. Six. Okay. Now for this is a proper one that can go both ways. Like th this, this can literally go. I I love I love this one because it can go so wrong that that would be hilarious as well. Sixteen. Pick something. So it's just been like quite decent. Like th there's been a string of decent to consider the situation put someone else in the spot like the 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 suggestion hasn't been that bad like they've been they've been uh, relatable and something you can you can take forward in a couple of couple of aspects of life and then they get to number 16 pick something in the room to guard don't mind me i'm just guarding the mozzarella sticks you can have one if you want But I feel like the, the that whole concept is also so American. That's yeah. not relatable at yeah, all. But that that's that's why it's super funny. Like imagine if we were at a party in Norway and just some guys just standing by a bag of chips, like, don't mind me, I'm just guarding the chips. Because that would actually never happen. Which would yeah. make it which would make it pretty funny. No, that is true. Um yeah. so I quite like yeah, I, I, I agree. I quite like the idea. I don't think it, the intention was for it to be that funny. Cause, no, I agree. Um, Americans generally aren't that funny, but this is... Yeah, this could work. But it, it's a wild card. Four out of ten. Ooh. Yeah, I was... I would have gone higher. No, I would have just given it five out of ten because it could go so desperately both ways so we're, we're yeah, pretty much I feel, like, I feel like it's a bit too risky so yeah. that's that helps okay that is okay 17 the mutual friend is key i've known jeremy since college we took a, a lot of classes together this is at least that uh, this at least gives you an outlet to talk about yourself relative to someone else uh the other person knows from uh somewhere else it makes you seem more familiar to them and vice versa but this is straight from uh, Trailer Park Boys, no? Yes, just it is. Uh, come, some generic name. Oh, you know uh, John, right? That's uh, like uh, like uh, a way to get out of. Um, yeah. No, you, you don't know John. John with the trailer. No, John with the pickup truck. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so um, that would be better if you just you come up with. I, I would like it more if you just come up with some generic name and and you try and uh, build some common fake common ground from yep. from there when which is a lot yeah I I mean I starting with mutual friends it, of course it's it's solid advice it's that's not creative obviously um, even I would come up with um, with that if I actually wanted to um, uh, wanted to speak to to, to somebody. Um, it's it's okay. It's a it's a five. Yep. Uh, there was a goat reference there to Trailer Park Boys, and I, I I just pitched Trailer Park Boys to someone about a week ago, 
And I just, I, I, let us use this platform to tell people that haven't watched Trailer Park Boys. It's on Netflix. It's a billion seasons and a ton of specials. You have to watch Trailer Park Boys and you have to sit through the first couple of episodes because it takes some getting used to. But Jesus Christ, what a show that is. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just getting into getting into it myself. So this was like from the first. This was f- from the first season. You uh, haven't watched the whole thing yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. I've probably watched it about six times. It is. No, y- y- you like it, right? It's funny, right? Yeah, of course. Ah, it's ah, it's nah. Okay, so Magnus, uh, we-, we can follow up uh, on this on on later podcast. See how Magnus. Uh, Let's put it this way. One of the smartest people on the planet is going to give you the review of one of the dumbest shows ever. <laughs> only Thank you. On, that's, that's flattering. Uh, only on the Magnus effect. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Okay, let's uh, finish this off. It's three more left. Engage with your surroundings. Even if it's only paying attention to something on TV, what you're doing can give someone a decent introduction to who you are and uh, what you're interested in. But this is very similar to one we had before, no? Yes, yes, they're obviously running out. Yeah, zero out of ten. <laughs> Find something new. Come on, lifehack.org. Give us 20 good ones. Okay, 19. Help someone out. There's more than one reason why keeping your phone in your pocket is a good idea. Someone approaching might need help uh, opening a door, carrying something, and by assisting you're automatically introducing yourself as a good Samaritan. I feel like this is, once again, something George could have come up with. Uh, Instead of just being another person playing Candy Crush. Eh, eh, eh. It's, uh, it, it's it's weak. It, there's no doubt about that. It's weak. Yeah, it's really weak. Uh, Ima- imagine being at a party, just standing with your phone in your pocket, wait, having read this advice, just waiting for someone to need... Ass- All right, you need assistance with the door? Uh, it's really weak. Uh, two. Two. The last one. Uh, Better be a good one. Nah, it is. 20. Smile. Your face, particularly your eyes and your expression, is the first thing someone sees when they notice you for the first time. Give give off an aura of happiness, even if you're uncomfortable. It draws people in. Wow. They saved the best for last, huh? Yeah. This is no. this is obviously good advice. It's just a bit boring. Yeah. No, it's it's very good advice. Six out of ten. Uh it's obviously not creative, but um, yeah. Um, so the reason why I would often not smile in, in those situations is that I wouldn't really care <laughs> if people... Is that why you're never smiling on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, uh, you know... Yeah, I, I get but it, it, no, but it's it's solid advice for sure. Yeah. Okay, so the winner of uh, 20 ways to introduce yourself was number was five. No what? There were there was no 10. There were no 10. So you but then again, you you predicted that and you stayed to it. Uh it was number five, confess your nickname. <laughs> okay, we'll be I, back I after. Like, but, but no, but seriously though, I feel like that's just the right amount of weird. 
Yeah, no, it's it, but but it, you you have to be confident when going for that one. Oh yeah, you have to be. Uh, it has to come off as something you do all the time. Yeah, uh, that last ten percent is the 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 last uh, the last ten percent of that one is where you just absolutely bottle it because you're you're going off too confident, which is okay. That happens every one out of ten times to everyone. Uh, we're we're signing off uh, this one, and we'll be back after a short break. The Magnus Effect is brought to you by Unibet by players for players. One of our regular segments is uh, me giving you guys uh, my best bets. This is uh, like this podcast is obviously powered by Unibet. We're both Unibet ambassadors. Uh, I have made a living now for close to a decade uh, giving betting tips and uh, betting, especially on soccer and soccer. That's Jesus. That's weak by me. Football. Uh, and uh, I was so in the American uh, American uh, frame of mind after the, those 20, 20 ways of introducing yourself. Uh, football. It's okay. Personally, yeah, I hate I hate it a lot less than a lot of others. Like I can use I can use soccer and I can stand by it, but I prefer football, of course. Yeah, I prefer football as well. So yeah, no. Uh, I've been giving bets for close to a decade on football and basketball. Um, uh, somewhere now, I will uh, I will post a link that uh, if you if you want to look at my track record, I've been posting uh, posting my bets publicly for ages. Uh, I have uh, followers on Twitter that can confirm that this is happening. So go into my spreadsheet, see what I do, and I'm gonna be adding the bets that we do in this podcast to the spreadsheet, and that's the only place I will come with bets. And the only place I will add them from. So, uh, first uh, podcast we had uh, uh, one bet on Erling Brothaline season bet in the Premier League to score under twenty four and a half goals. After the first game, he scored two goals. Uh, my whole Twitter timeline was people uh, predicting he would score 38, 36, 32, 35, 40. And then he had eight touches, one assist, and wasn't particularly close to scoring against Bournemouth in the second game. And I don't know what people think now. I think we were pretty spot on with the under 24 and a half bet. He obviously looks amazing in the right uh, games and he will be an absolute beast. But injuries, playing time, and the fact that City will rotate. uh, Yeah, no, I, I feel good about the bet, but let's not do that bet again. No, that's um, that's obviously uh, obviously fine. Uh, he looked a little bit like um, uh, like you could see Lukaku in uh, Chelsea last last season. Like yeah. obviously very very helpful to to the team, but not a uh, uh, natural uh, you know. Yeah, one ball. But like in 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 another. Another game, like he could have the exact same game, uh, and uh, Foden would see him that one time, yeah, and he would, would yeah, say yeah, that yeah, he, yeah. he had a goal and an assist, which would be excellent, and yeah. uh, it would fully justify that most of the time he's just, uh, um, you know, occupying two, three defenders at a time. Um, we didn't also. Uh, we didn't officially take the underline on uh, Darwin Nunez, uh, but <laughs> you know I'm not a I'm not a massive fan taking a little bit of a victory lap. Thank you, Darwin, for um, 
for fucking up yesterday. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, I, I, he's gonna be a fan favorite for sure. Uh, getting to this week's pick, um, I am gonna, I am gonna do one of the teams that we watched yesterday. I guess you watched the Liverpool Palace game as well, as you just now said. And um, I watched both Palace games, and I gotta say, I'm pretty impressed by this Palace side. I think they are. I think they're quite pretty good, actually. And later on in the pod, we're gonna be—we're uh, uh, actually gonna do our our whole prediction for the Premier League uh, table from one to twenty. Uh, I think Palace has a very, very decent side. I think they've played well in the first two games. They, after the first fifteen minutes against Arsenal, they absolutely dominated the game for for big, big parts of the rest of the game. They they looked good. Against Liverpool, obviously Liverpool, when they went down to 10 men, they don't get enough credit for how well they played yesterday. Um, for me, I think this, like they had the, those two hard games to start with. Palace, they are home against Aston Villa this weekend. Watch Villa against Bournemouth. They were not particularly impressive. They maybe, maybe didn't deserve to lose 2-0, but they weren't very impressive. They were quite good against Everton. I'm really, really not sure about this Everton team. They won't. 2-1 this weekend, which was deserved, I think. Uh, for me, I think I have Palace as the stronger team. Palace have a good record at home. They were really getting into form at the end of last season. They uh, they went seven games unbeaten at the end of the season at home. They obviously lost against Arsenal now, but I, I don't think those two games against Liverpool and, and Arsenal matter too much. So, the pick of this week is going to be Crystal Palace uh, plus zero on the Asian handicap line, which means it's a draw, no bet. So if the if the game ends with a draw, you get your money back. If Palace wins, uh, the odds is 1.85. My guess would be that's going to drop uh, as we get towards the weekend. Uh, you never know, injuries, blah, blah, blah. But I'm impressed by this Palace side, I think. Joachim Anderson, who provoked the red card on Darwin yesterday, apart from that, has been absolutely amazing. His passing is second to none, honestly, second to none. Uh, midfield looks good. Guita's a solid goalkeeper. Fullbacks look good. And Esa, Olisa, and Zaha especially look really, really dangerous. They're compact. They work as a team. They got a good squad. I am. I think Palace against Villa is a good bet for this weekend. Uh, I would only like to say that um, Palace against Villa screams under to me. Yeah, yeah. In general, um, uh, I have one question. So, do you already have Za in your fancy team, or are you gonna get him soon? It's got to be one of the one of the other. I'm what gonna. I actually don't. I have him in in my draft. Uh, I don't have him in my uh, my fantasy team, but obviously he's coming in now. Jesus oh, Christ! Uh, uh, no, he yeah. looked like I love him. He was a couple of like bad touches away from having three or four massive chances yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and as you said, like Anderson, he was the best player on the pitch in the first in the first match uh, against Arsenal, and I would say by a pretty big margin as well. Yeah, he was amazing. Um, Once again yesterday, just flat out really good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing I'm worried about uh, when it comes to Palace is, you know, how is it going to look against some slightly weaker 
um, teams and also the fact that, you know, they apparently don't play football for the first half hour. <laughs> yeah, um, let's obviously there. Uh, all you can do is lean on the end of last season. But, but, but let's do this in the yeah. in the season. That's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's it. You can bet them to just win straight up, but I think the draw no bet is a good good choice. So that is my that is my bet of the week. The Magnus Effect is brought to you by Unibet. By players, for players. Uh, so I got a question for you, my friend. Uh, the last pod, you uh, had the shocking news to the world that you were not going to be playing the World Championship in chess. Uh, that went over as it did. I just have a question for you, uh, friend to friend. How has it been making the the uh, the statement for you? Has it been like, obviously internet has gone wild, but has it been okay for you? Have people been nagging you? How does it look? No, no, people have been very, very, very understanding in general. Uh, so it's been, it's been completely, completely fine. Uh, I mean, I made the decision a long time ago, so, you yeah. know, yeah. for me, there hasn't been that much change and uh besides a lot has been going on i played a tournament in in zagreb uh and the chess olympiad in in chennai uh, and i came right here to to miami beat giri on the first day which was um <laughs> which was obviously nice uh so um no it's been um you know it's been uh it's been good and uh, i don't feel any uh, feel any difference and for others as well i understand that you know it's to some extent it's a, it's the beginning of a different era but i'm still i'm still gonna try and try and be the best whenever i play so it's fine still here baby uh <laughs> yeah no i just uh, just wanted to hear how you're doing with everything and it seems like you're doing fantastically which is great um we are going to dive into the Magnus and Magnus Helps mailbag. So uh, this is something we're going to try to do every single podcast. And my f- the first thing I will say, because I, I had a look at uh, the comments on your Twitter post and just post better questions for Jesus Christ. Like <laughs> we're saying we're going to help people. Don't come with your FPL problems, please. Come with some real-life problems. We want to know about the job you want to quit. We want to know about the bitchy boss, the terrible husband. We want the relationship problems. We want the works, baby. We want the money you want to invest or the the future you want to have. We want the big questions or the small, just not the FPL stuff, please. Yeah, please. I mean... Seriously though, at the start of the season, you know, you could go, you could go either way. Uh, no way is particularly right or wrong. Uh, and whether you will gain uh, thirty points or lose thirty points at the start of the season is mostly going to be down to very marginal calls and and luck. So yeah, it's uh, fantasy. Fantasy from the start of the season is so boring, and there is nothing. There is nothing more overthought than the first uh the first uh, week of fantasy football in twitter norway i think it's the it's the 
I don't think even even Tesla puts that much thought into its cars. Yeah, uh, a little um, uh, a little bit of a mention to a hero, not of this podcast, but of previous podcasts that we've had. I'm obviously talking about Johannes Krishla, um, a good friend, mutual friend of ours, who has appeared on the, on the podcast previously. Before, um, he got like, I don't know, I think he didn't even get 40 points the last round. Like, he took a hit to get it in Nunez. Um, he's gone without Salah. He's tried to be a bit creative um, and, uh, you know. We can appreciate that. We can appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, but please it, it's, it's send... Just funny. It's just funny. Um, because he, he's always also somebody who's going to spend a lot of time just tinkering with his team, yeah. asking seven different people for advice uh, and asking them the same question. Like he's, he's like a typical advice slut as they, as they say, <laughs> don't be an advice slut. Don't be an advice slut, but he is what, what's coming to him. That's, yeah. that's what I can say. Don't be an uh, advice slut unless it is asking for help in the in in the Magnus and Magnus no, helps, no. helps mailbag. No, now, no, no, then no. you can only be an ask, advice slut. Only ask only ask us. Yeah. Don't ask others. A no. Ask us. So yeah. don't be an advice slut. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Actually, be an advice wife, uh, faithful one, uh, <laughs> or husband. <laughs> or we husband. don't discriminate. No, we don't discriminate. Uh, very very happy. Um, but I'm very happy with the one question we got, actually, that I, 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 I chose out. But for the rest of you, please send in questions and don't don't ask how you're going to get better at chess or your FPL team. Just dig down and dig down and give us some proper problems. Or are you standing behind two different... You're going to buy a car. What car are you getting? Are you getting the BMW or the Volkswagen? We are the perfect people to figure that problem out for you. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, are you ready for the question? Yes, go ahead. Yes. Okay. Hi. I'm a Manchester United supporter. I'm in my 30s, and I have been since I was a kid. I, I'm guessing he means he's been a United supporter since he was a kid, not in his 30s. Let's assume that, right? Yes. Yeah. Am I allowed to stop now? Oh, I love this. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I seriously would recommend that you do. Uh, I, I mean, one of my favorite things on Twitter is the posts of, um, you know, the whole meme about that's it. I've been a supporter for for 30 years, but I can't take this anymore. I'm officially, yeah. um, Hanging up I'm my officially, boots. yeah, I'm f officially switching to some other club. And then that you see that they have this cl club in their profile to begin with. Um, it, it's not like high level trolling, but I still find it very, very funny. Um, so that, that is what I would suggest. Stop being a United fan. Um, become a fan of one of their rival clubs um, or, you know, Real Madrid is always a very, very good choice. But I wouldn't hate it if you were like a Barca fan either. That would be uh, 
that would be fine. Uh, and just become a Twitter Twitter troll full time. So your your advice is just going full on Twitter troll. Because I, I I gotta say I have a little bit of respect. Like I could see people wanting to stop. Like you you grow up, you don't support the same team that much. That is one aspect, and then another aspect it is how horrendously Man United is run the values of the club. Well, I can see people getting really tired of both aspects like just being why a would you want to put your your yourself through that yeah but i can also see that being a part of like your personality you don't want to give it up you don't want to like you don't want to admit to the people around you that that you've been because imagine all the all the arguments you've but been it's in. a dis, dis, a dysfunctional relationship <laughs> get out of the relationship yeah no but but i mean if if that's the way you want it and like, for some people, like, being miserable is a bit of a drug, yeah? Yeah. So if that part of it is a drug and it doesn't actually make you miserable, it's just you like complaining about it and all of that, go ahead. But if, it, if it's actually making you miserable, then just stop and become a Twitter troll. That's a lot more fun. Because that, that gives Magnus a lot more happiness. Stop yeah. and become a Twitter troll. Now, I... Um... I can see the problems. Of I, I, I mean, you might think that I'm joking, but I'm deadly serious about yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, I, I can see you being 100% serious. And I, I, as I said, I can understand the problems of getting out of the relationship, but it's like getting out of an abusive relationship, isn't it? Like you just have to suck it up and move out. Yeah. At some point, at some point you do. Like, Jesus, I sounded why? so, I sounded so insensitive there. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no uh let's make that the official advice just stop yeah yeah the magnus effect is brought to you by unibet by players for players okay now we are going to do the premier league table uh one to 20 as people i know we're huge uh football fans and uh, we are gonna be talking a lot of football in this podcast uh, uh, can I can I just mention? Yeah, before, you can say whatever you want. Before any of this uh, happened, um, like watching Barcelona fail to score with all their new fake signings that they in no way should have been able to register. Um, that was a lot of fun, and also um, Madrid looked pretty good, uh, pretty wasteful as well. But um, the team, I think, is on. Um, you know, it's it's on the up, and uh, I love that they're um, they're starting a bunch of their um, of their young guys now as well. So good stuff. Yeah, that is a good start for you in uh, La Liga. Uh, we're focusing back on the Prem. It's twenty teams. We're gonna do our predictions. It's two games in, and some might say that that's a cop out. I I would because I do this every year, and I actually haven't done my official. Uh, my official prediction this year. So uh, this is going to be it. And I would say it's actually more difficult doing it now two games in because I, I have enough experience here that I'm not going to overreact to two games, I think. So I think this is going to be pretty even to what I was scrambling but, but, but down a couple of weeks ago. You also don't want to make a point of no no no. Right? no, no. So it's, it's, it's quite difficult, actually, because... Those two games seem really important, but then you have to dig back to what you thought a couple of weeks ago before they started. So uh, let's just start. 
I think we both agree at I would have said it before the season as well. Uh, I had City number one, and I obviously those four. This might be the one that's actually pretty huge. Those four points they have in front of Liverpool now are they're, they're pretty huge. Yeah, I mean that probably um, makes them like from what did they have before the season, like a forty to fifty percent chance of win- winning the title. Yeah. Now I would say it's probably about 60%. That would be my 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 guess. Um they're they're a huge favorite. Um, Agreed. So barring catastrophic injuries, um they're going to continue to be a huge favorite. Uh and I think we would both uh agree that Liverpool are still favorites to um to be be second, although they do look pretty thin at the moment uh but... i think i think they have 10 injuries and they have they have outperformed the two teams they played uh, yeah. yes but, gra- but, but granted, he's, he's, granted he's, it's not the greatest two teams but uh they could easily have been standing here with the uh, six points and plus five goal difference as well yeah uh and um history suggests that uh, as long as uh van dijk is healthy the other things don't matter as much and uh, they w- they still are the second best team in uh, in England yeah i uh, i still think they're actually i still think both of them will finish a, a reasonable amount of points in front of number 3 uh, they're still they're, they're still a tier of their own and uh, right now liverpool are working from behind it all it comes down to the games between them but the gap manchester city have now is it's it's pretty huge actually um now it gets more difficult cuz now there's a whole different tier of teams at number 3 uh i would slightly put tottenham in front of chelsea but i could if you feel strongly the other way i could or if you have another team there, we could do the discussion. But I, I'm, I'm suspecting those are the two teams you have. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I would say that um, the match uh, Chelsea Tottenham was a little bit closer, I would say, than a lot of people think, um, because Chelsea bossed so much of um, the possession and uh, pressed Tottenham in. in uh, in such a good way for long parts of the game. Uh, it's easy to forget that Spurs, seemingly out of nothing, uh, had, I think, more clear-cut chances than than Chelsea had. Uh, for all their work in possession, Chelsea, they still look apprehensive in front of goal, uh, lack a bit of a goal scorer. Sterling looks great in a lot of areas, but still um his i mean i had the over on our seats and wager so <laughs> it's two it's two games i'm not gonna it, catch it's that two one games in. like yeah. he's definitely getting into great positions uh yeah. but he 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 doesn't look like a natural goal scorer at the moment i would lean uh i would lean chelsea i don't feel strongly about it i feel strongly about the fact that i think that they're better than arsenal um but yeah uh i could go i could go both ways when it comes to them and spurs but i would have chelsea 
Uh, I would have Chelsea slightly above. You have them slightly below, um, as I think a lot of people would. Yep. Uh, we're doing it this way, so uh, since we have to agree on something, let's just do it this way. When when we when we're splitting hairs like this, the first one goes to me, second one goes to you, third one, right? So now we're going Tottenham Chelsea, and next time your team goes on top. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we both agree that, like, I think that uh, that uh, Arsenal are developing in a fantastic way. I think Arteta is doing great work. I think they have some very impressive talents. I I really like the duo of Party and Shaka uh, for most games, and they allow the four attacking players to be really free. They can actually quite well hold down a midfield with two. Um, People are sold on Zinchenko. I'm more meh, okay. Uh, but I I think Arsenal have a really good side. I think they're going to improve from last year. I, I think they are going to push for top four. But I do agree that in most scenarios, the Spurs and Chelsea team are five points better. I felt like... Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. Um Arsenal have been relatively good so far, um, especially in the first, let's say, half an hour against Palace. Uh, I thought they looked really, really suspect um, uh, defending their their own box uh, and generally just defending in a low block against um, Palace when they were pressed. I didn't feel like they looked particularly good. Um, and then I think people don't i think uh something that's being under under communicated is the fact that leicester leicester is a horrible defensive team yeah like they're not even like uh average as you would expect from a team that is at this point an average premier league team they're really really a horrible defensive team uh and so the fact that Arsenal created so much against them, it cannot be discounted, obviously. Um, but it's it may not be such a big deal as people might might think. Like Leicester, Leicester were statistically, for large parts of the season, like simply the worst defensive team l- last year. They just look awful uh, when it comes to defending their their own box. Their press play is not good and they're simply a target for pretty much every team yeah but the arsenal comfortably fifth no obviously there is yeah. no question there yeah uh what i uh what i what i'm thinking we have to do when we go further down there i'm gonna note down all the teams uh is that if we have a uh, if we have a, a big difference say i have someone eighth and you have them 14th we're going to have to uh, do some maths and see who falls where, okay? Okay, sure. So, if you have if I have someone 6th and you have them 11th, like we're not going to we're not necess- necessarily going to agree on a position straight away. Uh so for 6th because this is when it gets real dicey, most people have Man United penciled in there before the season. I actually didn't in my first draft. 
because I think this is a very dysfunctional club, a very, very dysfunctional group of players. And I think having business people in every aspect of the club making footballing decisions now for years on, it's really taking its toll. And if you're mental enough to be in a region and following my Twitter, you can see me just absolutely going off on the... They're, they're just trying to sign new strikers to solve defensive problems, which is just... Yeah. Uh, Ten Hag kind of slaughtered himself and the team in the press conference after the game. He really wants to play the ball out from the back. Both Brighton and Brentford did their homework and they're like, nah, we're not allowing you to play out the back at all because you are not able to do it at all. They run, they don't run, they don't defend in numbers. I don't feel good about United at all, so I don't have them at sixth. No, I think we uh, I think we agree there. Um, uh, they obviously look good for parts of the preseason. Uh, they've been um, a little bit unlucky in the sense that they've played two teams that are among the best in the division purely tactically. So you know that they're going to exploit all their um, potential deficiencies. Um, so the only problem here is that there is not one team that really, really sticks out when it comes to an alternative for that sixth uh, spot. But I am going to go with the team that has been the closest for the last couple of seasons, which is which is West Ham. Mm. Uh, they did not look great uh, against City in the um, in the first game. Uh, they could not find um, the rhythm with, um, with 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 the ball. They could not counterattack in the way that they usually do. I think they looked pretty good against Forest. They were desperately unlucky not to get any points from that game. Uh, to me, that looked very much like the West Ham side we, we saw last year. Um, Bowen doesn't look great yet, but he also wasn't fantastic at the start of last season, so I wasn't too worried about that. They're still playing European football. Uh, but they're not playing in the Europa League. They're playing in the Conference League, which is a lot less tough, which is going to allow them to rest more players. Uh, so I think they will eventually come good. I don't feel great about putting them sixth, but I wouldn't have felt great about any other team either. Uh, I had them seventh, so we might be able to disagree, no, to agree on a, on the sixth placement here. I had Newcastle sixth, actually, before the season. I think they've... I'm not a huge fan of where the money comes from, but I think they have done very shrewd business in in actually having, if you gave me unlimited amount of money and try to take a club to become a powerhouse in the Premier League, it, it, it's going to take a little bit of time, uh, which, it, which is obviously because you're playing against the best teams in the world and they have so much money to give away as well. So you're not going to be shopping on the top top shelf for the first couple of years. You actually have to build it up. I think uh, Hove is a good manager. I really like the tri- Trippier, Bootman uh, transfers. I, th- I actually think they have have a decent side. Guimaraes is good. Joe Linton looks really good in midfield. 
uh, Wilson. Nah, I, th- I think it's a strong Premier League team, and I think they're very likely to add to it as well if they are kind of close to top six, seven in January, they might get like that and even another level up. They are, will always have money to buy when when players are available. I, th- I think they're going to be pretty solid. Uh, Newcastle, for me, they're going to be up there. So I had them sixth. I don't hate it either. Uh, I think we might agree on... Um... Six till to ninth, um, just not the not the order. Okay, so uh, we'll put Newcastle in at seven, and I had United at eight. Uh, yeah, that's. Um, I mean, I might, I probably would have uh, put them, uh, put them seventh still, but I, I don't hate eighth either. Okay, uh, who do you have ninth then? I had Brighton ninth. Uh, they completely dominated uh, Newcastle as well as dominated the first half against uh, United. They were a little bit weaker in the the second. They've lost a couple of players, um, but Caicedo made a great impact last year when he came in. He looks like one of the best players not from traditional sixth uh top six teams um so i um i really like where brighton is is going um i think they're as usual gonna be you know uh the top team from outside the top six when it comes to all the expected stats uh, and um, they obviously aren't that great finishers um they will struggle to score at times but i mean no team basically is just gonna run over them ever uh they're gonna be i think like with a bit of luck i can see them taking like sixth place um but i don't think they're getting that luck because i don't think they're strong enough in in both boxes so i think ninth is a good place to to have them okay uh i can concur on that we can we can definitely put them there uh cucurella money like bad for them selling a player that good but no, but it's good business. I mean, it's, it's, you, you have to make that. Yeah, it's 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 good business, and we're, we'll just have to see what they can what they can do with the added funds, I guess. Uh, number ten for me, that's gonna be Leicester. Just bang in the middle there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, as long as they're um, keeping keeping their their best players now, I mean, chiefly. Um, Madison, Fofana and uh, Tielemans that are being linked to a number of clubs yeah. then uh, as long as they keep them I see them a little bit as, as last year they have too much quality in uh, in attack to finish a lot lower and they are simply too weak defensively to, um, to really trouble the best teams yeah I agree 100% on that actually uh who would you have at 11 i think we agree here as well actually uh no i think uh, at this point we're getting to either villa or palace um preseason i might have had had villa slightly in front so far palace looks a little bit better um so 
that would be my choice. Yeah, I had Palace there as well. So let's just pencil Palace in at 11. Uh, you would have then had Villa at 12. I have them at 13. So let's put Villa at 12. Okay. Um, yeah, so in terms of um, who's 13th, um, I mean, now it's, you know, for me, there are a lot of teams you could slot in here. Um, there are a lot of teams here that I don't love. I think Wolves could struggle a lot this season. They've gotten a few, a couple of new signings now with uh, Gerdes and, and uh, Nunes as well. I don't know how they will fit in. The team they have at the moment, I think, could not... I don't see them troubling the top 10. Um, no. I... Kind of like Brentford. Um, I saw people before the season having them as a candidate for relegation. Which, that is a huge no. Huge which is no. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they looked worse before they got Ericsson last season, but they also looked awesome at the start of the season with no Ericsson. Um, I think it, it was chiefly after. Raya went down that they started to to struggle. Their backup uh, goalkeeper, Fernandez just wasn't very good. Um, and uh, yeah, so Brentford, they're way too good to be relegated. They have, um, they have a great manager. They have a, a, a good system. Uh, they have a couple of very decent players as well. They, and, they have obviously yeah, now yeah. dumb score got got in uh, now I don't know how much of an impact he's going to make at the start but I think he could, could come good in a in a couple of months um I don't hate having them 13th uh mostly for uh, for lack of uh, alternatives I actually really rate the goalkeeper and I I, I really I really rate some of the players they have. The Silvas looked amazing. I didn't know before the season, but I actually I they were they were my they were you have to take a punt on 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 someone and just go for it. And I actually had them twelfth, so yeah. We do them thirteenth. I don't have hate having them ahead of Villa either. Um but um No, I I, I, I have I have no problems having Villa in front of them. Yeah. Uh, also I, I I, I know that a lot of people rate Villa a little bit higher. Don't really get it. I think they're pretty pretty average and are going to continue to be. They're going to look absolutely horrible in some games and then they are going to roll some teams as well, which is which would be my, my analysis of Villa. Uh, at 14th, I would have Leeds. What's your statement to that? I'm fine with that. Yep. Um, I actually think that... They have some they, players, actually. No, they they have some um, some 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 players. Uh, they've looked pretty good in the in the first uh, couple of games, uh, playing with a lot of energy. Um, also under under Marsh, as they did against Biel, so they look a little bit more solid as well. Um, obviously, Aronson looked good in preseason. He could come c could come good. Um, 
don't expect uh, Rodrigo Moreno to continue to be the top scorer in the Prem for a long time, but no, you know. No, nice but he, he's already given you points, so it's it's a positive. Jack Harrison looks really, really good. Yeah. Uh, Dallas is just a decent player. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what they can get of Sinistera. Uh, and the thing that I'm really, really bullish on is uh, the thing, the guy I'm really bullish on is uh, Melier, uh, a goalkeeper of that talent who gets a year older. I can't see him getting any worse. Let's put it that way. And he was a decent-ish keeper last year. Um, he is going to take the step in uh, into becoming like for me. I think he's going to become a really, really good goalkeeper. So for me, he's going to save them a couple of points. I, I think they're they had so many injuries last season. I think the squad looks better. It's uh, it's uh, a lot fitter now, and um, I think they've used the summer well. I don't I don't mind Leeds. I think they're okay at fourteenth. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't see them uh, getting relegated. Uh, I also don't see them breaking into the top half, so it seems reasonable. Yep. Number 15. Oh, this is getting... Uh, <laughs> this is getting tough. Uh, there are a lot of teams that I don't like a lot here. Yeah. 15. Um, okay, let's say Southampton... I think I have them going down if I'm honest. But, yeah, uh, I, I don't. I don't think. I mean, all of these. Let's just be clear. All of the rest of the teams could go down. Yeah, but I, th- I think Wolves are staying up. I th- I, for me, they, I would stop them in 15 pretty confidently. That's okay. I forgot about Wolves. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll forget about what I said and uh, just slot him in at 15th. Um, and I, that, I guess worst case scenario, I could see them going going down. Uh, I know that Bruno Lars got a lot of praise last season. I don't really see why. Jose Sa was really good, saved them in a lot of a uh, lot of games. Um, they don't have a natural goal scorer most of the time. I don't really see what they're trying to do when they. Uh, when they have the ball, um, they've but lost. But they have they have some really good players. They they have, but they also lost a couple of key um, defenders. So you the kind Connor, of the Connor Cody thing is weird. Yeah, so they kind of they're counting on Kilman uh, and Collins to take some serious serious steps. Uh, I don't like it. Um, I agree that they're the next team on our list, but. Um, for me, like, if you want to put some money on, on them going down, um, I don't hate that. Okay. Okay, I'll allow it. Uh, 16th, what are you thinking? <laughs> I think there are two candidates for me here uh, of the teams that I like the best. It would be Southampton or... Um, or it could also be Fulham. Uh, I don't love how Southampton look, uh, but I'd probably have them slightly ahead still. Uh, I think Ward Prowse is going to save them in a lot of lot of games. Um, he's the best player in any of the teams that are 
left and uh, generally that often helps you um, towards the end of the season. For instance, last year, um, Richarlison in a lot of games almost single-handedly saved um, saved mm. Everton. So um, that's what I would say. Yeah, here I'm. I'm obviously not disagreeing strongly, but um, I have Southampton going down. It looks. I think. It might change. I think Hasnutl is going to get the sack. I I would guess he is the favorite to be the first one to get the sack. Uh, I think the team looks flat and they just keep selling, not adding. Like Aribo is, uh, he's not bad. But mm, nah, I struggle to see it. I don't really rate the rest of the midfield. Goalkeeper didn't super convincing. Ah. It's it, like it's a team. If they go down, I think they're just gonna go s- smack right up. But I think they're Southampton's really gonna struggle this season. I would, no, I would, I, 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 don't, I, I, I would have full, I would have full them over them. I could definitely see them getting relegated. So I think it's your turn now. Okay, I'll go Fulham sixteen then. Yeah, I, I, I don't hate that at all. Um, so ba- basically, the last four teams are like. Yeah, they're they're all relegation teams in my in my uh, estimation. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Yeah, uh, uh, and uh, Fulham, they just to me look a little bit better than yeah, I agree. A lot of a um, lot of the others, but um, they're like they're one injury away from being a clear relegation team. So that's yeah, I agree. They they're they're well organized though. I think Fulham are. Usually, usually, or usually, at least one team survives this this uh, going up stuff, and I, I think Fulham will survive. Uh, but uh, then we'll pin Southampton on seventeenth, just barely escaping. Um, I would. And go then I, I think we'll agree on the rest. Yeah, Ever- um, Everton eighteen, Everton eighteen, um, and then Forest nineteenth, and Bournemouth twentieth. Yep. yep, we agree. That wasn't too bad, actually. No, we're, pre- we're pretty in sync. Yeah. Okay. It's a bit boring, though. <laughs> I I think that's struggle. That, that, that I think not struggling to 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 do that. It's either a very good sign or a horrible sign. I'm going to read it back. It's City one, Liverpool, uh, Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal, West Ham at sixth, Newcastle United at eighth. Brighton, Leicester, Palace, Villa, Brentford, Leeds at 14, Forgot Wolves, but kind of remember them at 15th, Fulham, Southampton, Everton, Forest, and Bournemouth. The Magnus Effect with Magnus Carlsen and Magnus Barstad, brought to you by Unibet. So I am playing the next round of the FTX Crypto Cup pretty soon against Hans Niemann so we gotta wrap it up with the wager our friend Johnny selects three bets uh, and we have to decide, we have to pick a side on the bet, Uh, we add the points up uh, to the end of the season and whoever loses has to become a vegetarian for six months since last time I can say the wager has it has uh, impacted my life. I, c- I can confidently say it's impacted my life because I have been looking around at what vegetarian foods I might accept eating. 
uh, and I the selection is shockingly few. <laughs> I actually uh, I ate a lot of vegetarian food when I was in uh, when I was in India. Uh, I had a massive steak last night, though. Um, I have to complain a little bit because the steak in itself was good. It was a really good like tomahawk ribeye steak, proper steak. I was really, mm. really, really hungry at the um, the end of the day. So my complaint is they put a lot of sauce on it. Like, give me a choice. Like, yeah. you can put the yeah. sauce on the side. Don't, don't give. No, don't ruin that, a that, good that piece of meat. Horrible. No. That was horrible. Like the sauce was okay, but I no. Like if it's really good meat, you don't want sauce. So give me a choice. Yeah, definitely. Like, you, I feel like th that way they're not backing their own meat. No, putting a, putting loads of sauce on the meat at a good restaurant is them saying, "Yeah, this is crap." Then, yeah. No, good meat should stand alone with a little bit of salt and maybe. Ah, Jesus, that's it horrible. Was it wasn't decent meat. It that's was a decent piece of piece of meat, which makes it even worse. The Magnus Effect is brought to you by Unibet. By players, for players. We are going on to the wager. Uh, last time we did three season bets, and now Johnny has picked out three bets for the coming weekend. Uh, and we'll just go... I started uh, once last time, so I'm going to start two times this time. Okay? Okay. Okay. With my selection. Uh, first one is Tottenham at home to Wolves. Minus one and a half on Tottenham. Yes or no? Do they cover the minus one and a half line at home against the Wolves? I am going to say no. I say no as well. It's Fuck. boring though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, second one, Man City to score over two and a half goals away to Newcastle. Nope. Yes. Yes! First uh, first uh, pick with a little bit of difference. They're going to win 2-0. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, 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 the over didn't feel great, but I'll take it. A little bit of excitement going into the weekend. Last one, um, United against Liverpool at the clash of the bottom of the table. Over three and a half goals, yes or no. I'm starting and I am going to go under three and a half goals. Oh, that didn't feel great. Okay, I'm. I kind of like the under, but I really want the over to happen just for the mayhem. Like I, I'd like to see. What I'd like to see out of this game is a two-all draw. I, I want to see. United going two-nil down. Early, I want to see mutiny, and then <laughs> some sort of. Then we're. Ronaldo come back. Yeah. Ronaldo scores with their first shot of the game. In the and, 64th and then minute. Harry Maguire heads in the equalizer 90 plus 3. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I'm just going for a throbbing 3-0 Liverpool win and that's it. United don't United not even close to scoring. That's my under. Okay, so a little bit of difference there. Uh, both had the same on Tottenham. They will not cover minus one and a half. I had City over. You had them under. I had under in United Liverpool. You had over. Yeah. Yeah. And so far, Sterling has scored no goals, but he's getting there. 
<laughs> I, I'm this wager thing is a real thing because I'm sharing sharing like a crazy man for him not to score every time I watch him. It's uh, it's not healthy. Okay, that's it for today's uh, podcast. Hope you guys and uh, enjoyed. Uh, uh, I would say it's been a it's been a steak without sauce on the podcast. It has. Yeah. For better or for worse. For better or for worse. Okay, thanks. Thank you. The Magnus Effect is brought to you by Unibet. By players, for players.